for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Use referral code GREEN to get discount at checkout. And now, live from Studio City, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to The Green Room. We're, we're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio, back in the studio live with uh, my um, amazing announcer, Logan. Logan, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And, uh, man, what an amazing show we have for you today. We have the uh, rapper phenomenon extraordinaire, budding star emerging, breakthrough star, I could say now, Logan. Wax. Wax, yeah. thanks for coming on the show, man. No doubt, man. Am okay. I supposed to talk yet? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, feel free. Uh, All right. I was going to have Wax on the... He's his feet up and relaxing. <laughs> the, <original, laughs> the original plan was to have Wax as, like, the second half guest, but... Uh, you got a DUI, so he needed me to pick him up. So I was like, "All right, you're you're here at the show. I mean, hey, come in, hang out. We got um, we're gonna be talking later in the second half of the program about Wax's upcoming tour. Plus, all you Wax heads out there, you are gonna get a live <laughs> live performance of uh, Wax's uh, latest song. What's it? Money for the show. Uh, it's called Money, but that that, that oh, makes okay. you have his money for the show. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I was. See it what was I'm saying with that. Yeah, it was funny. I was going over the clips and I I played this thing and I was like, what the fuck? I like I don't remember. It. And then I was like, oh okay, this is Wax's new song. Like I'm so taken back by. It's a uh, it's a cool song. So look forward to that. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, man. <laughs> Speaking of amazing, uh, the LA Talk Radio ratings are in um, for the June to July period. We're up 500 percent in downloads. So thank you very much, audience. Wow. Thank you, guys. Um, no, seriously, uh, thank you for downloading it, listening to the program. Uh, if not, go fuck yourself, but you're probably not listening to the program. And as a reward for the uh, loyal listeners, the first three people who email greenroom at shantygreen.com, just uh, email your address. You'll get a T-shirt, a Green Room T-shirt. We just printed some up. So free Green Room T-shirt. I'm, I'm taking care of the shipping, taking care of the T-shirt. I'm not going to put you on some shitty email list. That's what I'm always afraid, like, when I sign up for anything like that, it's like, oh, yeah, then they have my information. or Not that I'm really that paranoid about people getting my information, but don't worry. I'm not going to put you on any email list. Not because it's not like a good idea. I just realized how, <laughs> how much work that would be to keep some email list. Um, I think people are aware where they can get the show. So, yeah, things are going good. I was uh, over in Ireland, did a, uh, did a huge trip over into Ireland. A uh, 10-day trip. It was me, um, four of my aunts, and my family. So, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, not a lot of testosterone floating around the Ireland trip. A lot of, a lot of chicks. But, uh, you know, it was a good time. Great. Uh, really enjoyed myself just going from town to town. Um, I remember we went to, uh, you know, we got to see all the natural stuff, but it was also cool seeing some of the, the more like uh, the political sites where like crazy stuff happened. We went. We went to Northern Ireland, you know, where all the bombing was and stuff like that. We saw, you know, where Bloody Sunday happened. 
you know, crazy stuff like that. And uh, the guy in the tour bus, he's like, all right, you know, when you're in Northern Ireland, just there's two things you don't want to talk about is, uh, you know, religion and politics, you know, because obviously there's, you know, it's, it's calm over there, but there's still a lot of tension. They're like, all right, all right. We go into this bar, the uh, Victorian bar it's from 1849. We go in there. My dad does a double shot of whiskey, and then he just looks at me. He's like, man, this place is fucking crawling with Protestants. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Dad, that was the. We just got an instruction from the tour guide. <laughs> Meanwhile, they tell us that, like, oh, yeah, you're staying in the most bombed hotel in Europe. The, <laughs> the Europa Hotel, I guess, A, it got bombed a lot in World War II, and B, with all the IRA and, like, you know, Protestant stuff going back and forth. Like, this was, like, the hotbed of uh, bombs. But my dad was just like, oh, what? They can take a joke. I was like, no, clearly they can't take a joke. <laughs> if they could oh. take a joke, we wouldn't be in the situation. Like that was that was one thing going over there. You see all these Protestants, you see all these Catholics, and like from an outsider's perspective, they have so much in common. You, it it boggles your mind while they were at each other's throat for so long. It's like you are two groups of people who both love blood pudding. Like you can't come together. <laughs> Do you know what blood pudding is, Logan? Uh, no, <laughs> it's like Christ's blood, but in pudding form. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, this the sacrament, but only delicious. No, you think you think blood That's pudding. What I thought at first. You think blood? <laughs> yeah, it's the tasty Eucharist dessert. <laughs> You think you think like blood pudding, like oh, that's just some euphemism, like uh, you know that dessert, worms and dirt or whatever. It's like oh, gummy worms and Oreos. So you think like blood pudding? Oh, okay, that's, <laughs> you know, all it is is congealed pig's blood that they eat for breakfast in like patty form. Oh shit! It's the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen. That's nasty. So you get to their breakfast. They had, uh, you know, I love drinking. I love whiskey. I, well, at least I thought I loved whiskey. Until I went over to Ireland, and I go down to the breakfast thing, and there's a handle of whiskey. I'm like, oh, okay. Irish coffee. All right, I'm down for that. No, they have Irish porridge, which is just porridge with tons of whiskey poured in. Imagine a life where you're eating a bowl of porridge and be like, oh, my God, this lacks any sort of flavor. Where's my goddamn whiskey? Can I get some more? <laughs> uh, that was so great uh, being over there, just hearing, like, kids with accents. It's so funny. It's like, mom, mom, can I go for a wee paddle? <laughs> that was like a kid asking to go for a swim. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're so cute. <laughs> wow. This is a great interesting reaction. What? To see a little girl say <laughs> What no, I I'm I have kidding. no soul, Logan. I can't I can't see a little girl say something cute and remark on it. I didn't For some reason, that. I thought it was a little boy, but oh. too, either actually. way, they're little kids. So. Well, you know, at that young age, they don't have uh, they don't have much baritone in the register. <laughs> I went into a uh, I went into a bar over in Ireland, and I'm just like, you know, there's a guy just shit faced out of his mind, gets like right in my face. And uh, he looks at me, and I'm, it's like, I, you know, like I feel put on. I'm like, oh, I should say something. I go, oh, hey, man, how's it going? Looks me dead in the eye. He goes, none of your fucking business how it's going. <laughs> I was like, all right. Welcome to Ireland. Cut to five <laughs> minutes later. He's passed out on, like, multiple chairs. Fifteen minutes later after that, he's sound asleep. But it, somehow in, the, in between that time, he managed to tug on my aunt's hair, like ter totally terrifying my aunt. <laughs> she was just yeah. like, oh, I'm, no, I'm not going out to the bars anymore. She was, she was a little rattled, I must say. Yikes. <laughs> I, uh, how was your, how was your, uh, how's, what have you been up to the past couple of weeks, Logan? Just preparing for this shoot we're having on Saturday. Yeah, explain to, explain to people what's going down Saturday. Well, as most of you probably know, Sean is a part of an organization known as the Comedy Garage where they have a monthly house party wherein 
the garage, they have like ghetto rigged this garage with like a stage and seats and couches like for audience to sit and watch a comedy show. And they have like hookahs and foosball tables and all this stuff. It's like the most <laughs> don't, don't promote the foosball table. The foosball table's <laughs> been broken for no, oh, I'm I've been going there for like a year. Table, I've never even was, seen the foosball Yeah, no, table. no. Oh, Sean, you're not aware, but I'm going to give you guys my foosball table. Oh, wow. But right. that well, was supposed to be movie to, magic. Is, oh, okay. <laughs> but too now, now I guess I have to look surprised. Surprise, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, we, it was going to be like it was yours for a long time or something. Oh, okay. In the movie, but too late. So, <laughs> I love that's the, that's the thing we're pulling the wool over people's eyes. Is, <laughs> you know, so someone's going to be looking at that. Oh, man, that... Oh, that's Hollywood, of course. You think that's really their foosball table? Man? There's, there's I don't no think way, so, bro. I don't look at think so. look at the wear on those handles. Oh my god, what do they think we are, assholes? We know, we know, we know a well-used foosball table when we see one. Well, the cat's out of the bag. It was mine. So, Logan, you're in charge of this documentary. Yes, I am. How's the documentary going so far? It's going great. I got some great shots of hills today. So that was cool. <laughs> Wait, <It's amazing>. so <laughs> we're, do, we're doing a documentary on our comedy the club. Hills. It'll be it'll, it'll comedy club. Okay, but the, is it's B roll today? Oh, I was okay. just testing the camera and making sure everything was. I picked up all the stuff today, so. Oh, all right. So you're really excited about that, Logan? Yeah, had to make sure everything worked and worked with my computer and all the stuff I had, which it kind of does. <laughs> Hollywood Insider, Logan likes to come. He doesn't want to get on in on. He don't want to get into the tech talk and all yeah, the, exactly. You don't want to bore. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to bore the audience at home with uh, yeah. talking about that. All right. I well, let's. I. Uh, w- oh, this is. Um, so, all right. I fly home from Ireland on uh, Friday, and then uh, I uh, fly back to L.A. from uh, Philadelphia on Sunday. Um. Sunday, I'm flying from Philly to San Francisco, San Francisco to the Burbank Airport. Burbank Airport being right next to my house. You know, wake up at, uh, my flight leaves at 4.30 in the morning on Sunday out of Philadelphia. I've been up drinking since like, or you know, 1.30 the night before, hanging out with my buddies. Get on the flight, I'm exhausted, but for some reason I can't sleep. Lay in San Francisco, I'm just like, all right, this is the home stretch. I'm finally going to be able to get off a goddamn airplane. Get on the flight going from San Francisco to Burbank, and as we're getting close to Burbank, um, they get on the uh, they get on the PA system. First thing the guy says is nothing to worry, but yeah, yeah nothing <laughs> nothing to worry about. But uh, the hydraulic system did fail, and we can't land in Burbank. We're gonna have to land in LAX because in Burbank there's no repair facilities. And I'm just like, oh my god. I was just so angry, just just because. Were they gonna like ever get you to Burbank Airport where your car is? Well, that that was Could the plan. Be. The plan was to land in Burbank, you know, fix this thing for God knows how long, and then fly from back from LAX to Burbank. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm I'm freaking out. Yeah, exactly. It's like a 12 minute flight, and they started doing that thing where they where they start thanking you for your patience and cooperation ahead of time. <laughs> Like assuming that we uh, we want to thank everyone here for their patience and cooperation. Listen, I'm not patient and I'm not cooperating. <laughs> All right, I'm sitting in my seat right now because I have no other option. Wait till we get off the goddamn plane, and uh, you're gonna get a piece of my mind. So while I was there and uh, full of rage, I, I made some recordings of uh, my dealings <laughs> with the people at United. So uh, enjoy. I'm the messenger. I can only tell you what our maintenance people are telling me. <laughs> 
First off, I love that's their first line of defense. Don't kill me. I'm the messenger. Don't murder the messenger. He's he's on the microphone. He doesn't he's but he's still like already immediately yelling. I'm just playing here. That plane has to go to Burbank to pick up people. Okay. That plane has to go to Burbank to pick up people. Okay? It's like yeah, we know how planes work. But we're angry because you dropped us off in LAX and they refuse these cheap fucks, they refuse to pay for a shuttle to Burbank Airport or to anywhere else. It's like all right. So you you're not riding the plane back. That's what I'm missing. A shuttle flight or a shuttle bus? Shuttle bus. I got off the plane at LAX. I refused to go back onto the plane. Oh. And I was like, just let me just pay twenty dollars for the shuttle. No, sorry, we can't do that. We only provide ground transportation if and when the flight's canceled. Those there may be some people who are actually closer to their destination here than they are in Burbank. <laughs> I love how they act like they're doing you a favor. There's actually some people might actually be closer. You all right now? Here's me. Uh, <laughs> Not you who live in Burbank. Exactly. I live. I walk to the goddamn Burbank Airport. All right. Here's uh. Here's me talking to the. Uh, you know this is. They say you get more um. More flies with honey than vinegar, but I feel like being an asshole is much more validating than getting the results you want. Can you get in that luggage and uh, fare to get a taxi home? Can't do that. Why can't you do that? You should do that with luggage. I'm like, I immediately become the ringleader, and I'm, I'm up there first and like rallying the other customers, like, yeah, why can't you do that? Let's do that. And then like people are like, what do you mean we can't get our luggage? We get us our luggage. I'm yeah. This is my my strategy is just to like talk really loud and and hear like how I'm getting fucked over and and to slowly like get everyone else like you know to swarm the terminal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an effective strategy. I just I don't know something satisfying about it. Well, let's see. You should give that piece of luggage. Okay, hey, we give us our luggage and give me a ride home. Right now, that's what I give me a ride home. It's no longer give me to Burbank Airport. It's give me a ride home. They're just afraid because the plane's going to fly over to Burbank. No, it's not going to fly. It's going to take forever. They're telling us. That's what they're telling me. Well, I'm telling you, I, I can you dropped me off at the wrong city, so I think it it's fair enough. Issue. It was a repair issue. What do you mean? We landed fine. <laughs> it was a repair issue. And I just got, it landed fine. We're all right. We're not dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The plane had a complete hydraulic failure. They just need to repair that. How are they going to fix a complete hydraulic failure? See, that's that. That's where his, that's where he fucked up. He was saying, "Oh, the plane had a complete hydraulic failure." You know, trying to get me to be like, "Oh my God, wow, thank God I lived." <laughs> but then he's trying to tell me that the thing is going to take off in an hour. That thing is, it can be fixed. I, I'm not a mechanic. All right. I'm well, I'm telling you, message. please give me my bags, and I cannot provide transportation at this point. Why can't you provide transportation? Maybe. They want transportation. What do you want to do with it? See, now this is what really pisses me off. Do you hear? All right, listen to this. Listen to what he says to the other person. Why the can't you provide transportation? Maybe. They want transportation. What do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with that? He's uh, asking that other wow. lady, what do you want to do with that? Clearly, they can provide the transportation. The shuttle is $25. It's the principle that you drop me off at the wrong fucking airport, and I want to get home to my fucking place in Burbank, and it's the, it's the least you can do is pay for a goddamn airport van shuttle. <laughs>
Yeah, and like you're going to get on the fucked up plane he just told you was fucked up. I know, a complete hydraulic failure. Oh, it has failure. a complete hydraulic failure. But so they had it. to land it here, so you just get back on that plane like you're told. Oh my God. What? And you know what? The worst part about flying is the loading and unloading. That's what I don't want to <laughs> yeah. have to do. Because I know if I get back on that on that Burbank plane and then we roll out to the tarmac or whatever, I couldn't even get my luggage out. That was the other thing. They wouldn't even let me have my luggage back because the hydraulic pump that they were working on was like, you know, that it was blocking the luggage container. Yikes. We can provide transportation because it's not canceled. If it's canceled, we, we provide transportation. Okay. Are you going to see if people are trying to go back See, I love, I'm just getting everyone else riled up. Wait, so where are the bags going? And then, all right, one at a time, one at a time, please. Back to Burbank, the bags. Yeah, if you want your bags. Yeah, oh, I feel bad for this guy. They, his bags didn't even make it on the, uh, the, the other guy asking about the bags, the other customer. His bags didn't even make it onto Burbank, so he's, he's really bummed. Brown, if the flight is canceled, but the flight is yeah, not but the canceled. flight went to the wrong city, so. But we're still providing it's, you. It's a diversion, is what it is. Planes divert all the time. Planes divert all the time. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. But do planes divert to a almost the destination? Like that was the cocktease. If we would have uh, had been, <laughs> if we would have had been diverted into San Jose, I would have been just like, all right, another time. I'm getting fucked. But you you dangle the destination that close, and you can't provide ground transportation. It's un-American. I'm glad these a- airplanes are going or airlines. <laughs> I what can't even. The, uh, what was the airline? United. United Air. Oh, and you want to... Fuck United. It's funny you should ask that, Wax. Uh, you want to have some more uh, United Air customer service? All right, I'll explain to you. I, actually, yeah, on this own, on this goddamn same podcast, apparently my ranting and raving hasn't shaken up the brass up at United. The last time I went home, I had a, uh, a red-eye flight from LAX, LAX to DC, DC to Allentown. All right, I get into DC taking the red-eye flight at 9 o'clock in the morning. My flight for Allentown is supposed to leave at 9.45. Logan, guess what time it leaves? <laughs> what time? Nine forty-five. You said. Yeah, it's supposed to leave at nine forty-five. Ten thirty. No. Ten thirty. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> that's just more time for me to get a cup of coffee and read the paper. Uh, one p.m. Oh. One thirty in the goddamn afternoon. The same amount of time it would take me to drive from D.C. to Allentown. And you know why? Uh, why? Wh- oh, what what happened? What what um what act of God caused that? Complete, oh, my, complete hydraulic failure? No. No, in fact it was they didn't have a crew. They didn't schedule a crew for the Yes, they were just kept saying, "Yeah, I'm sorry, the crew's not here." Um, okay, is there is there a number? Can I call the crew? Like <laughs> you get <laughs> certain like like get start getting really condescending to people like, "Hey, uh, do you want me to fly the plane? You you need me to load the bags <laughs> for you?" What exactly is the issue? Well, of course, I mean, we do apologize for inconvenience. If the flight does cancel, then of course we'll provide ground transportation. And then we'll get out the list of the people who want their bags. Okay, please give me my bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just start sounding like this, the this angry robot. Please give me my bags. Please give me my bags. An hour. Right now they gave us an hour time limit. So we should tell someone to get this plane yeah. and go back to Burbank. Right yeah. Yes, that's the plan. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last thing I said. That's not gonna happen. I love tell. I love when they tell me something that's gonna happen, and I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a frequent flyer, sir. I know what's gonna happen and what's not gonna happen. And I'll tell you what's not gonna happen. I'm never gonna fly on United again. 
I actually said that on this very podcast the last time, but then they gave me $150 off my next flight, so I had to take it, so... And that uh, was that flight? Yeah, that was that flight. That that flight was... But now fuck, you know. Courtesy. <laughs> yeah, now, now, I'm, now I'm really going to fuck them really hard. <laughs> God. It's just the... It's just the total lack of appreciation as a customer. It's like, what are they... Ah. I just don't like being treated like an asshole. You know, when you fuck up, come at me with an apology. You know, you heard that guy, the United yeah. guy, they immediately go on this crazy defensive thing. What do when, you want me to do about this? It's like, should we give them rides is what he should have said. No. <laughs> should the, we do... Should, the, you know. the thing he should have said is, oh my God, I'm sorry we bought this piece of shit Air Canada plane that had a hydraulic failure. We should have we should have bought a reliable plane. You paid top dollar for this flight. We're gonna work on it. We're gonna give you the the fare. It's twenty five dollars. I got in a shuttle from. Oh, this is another thing. So finally, you know, after braiding them, I just said fuck it. I'm gonna take the shuttle, and they have a shuttle running from the LAX airport to the Burbank airport. Um, it's twenty five dollars, but it's like forty dollars if if you want to be dropped off at your house. But I, you know, I live right next to the Burbank Airport. I was like, ah, I don't need that. I'll just, you know, take it over to the Burbank Airport and walk the rest of the way. Well, after making like three loops, well, you get on the shuttle and then they make like a few loops around the LAX parking thing, trying to pick up more people. Finally, he realizes, all right, no, we're not going to get more people. Get on the 405. It's bumper to bumper traffic. <laughs> oh shit! I'm just, I'm just ready to blow a fuse. And so we're getting up to like, we're on a, a street, uh, Hollywood Way that runs right into the uh, airport. And before we get there, I, I go to the guy. I'm just like, you know, we're going on the path to the airport. I go, uh, just let me out of here. He's like, I can't do that. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, it's $40 if I drop you off at your door. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. I, I realize you're going to the Burbank airport, but I live much closer. I'm just going to get out of the car now. He's like, no, no, sorry, I can't do that. And then I just look at him dead in the eye. I go, all right, well, I'm getting out of the van. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got out of the van and I was like, you can you can go to the Burbank Airport if you want. You can tell your boss, hey, I'm still going to the Burbank Airport. Do it. I don't give a fuck, but I'm getting off this. Yeah. Was he that a stoplight? Like, I mean, yeah, he what's he gonna do? You Hold it. Yeah, I know. Well, because it was it was that weird thing where like he told me, uh, no, you can't get off. And then I made eye contact with him, like, well, you're not gonna stop me. <laughs> it's like, what are you and then I tipped right, him. He's saying you may not get off. Right. You're like, I can get off yeah. if I want. Yeah, it's like, it was just that, he just, you know, it was like that uh, that death stare. We just looked at each other and realized, like, all right, you're not going to be able to stop me from physically getting off this airport. Hey, Sean, let me ask you a question. What, did, you ha did you have to wait to get your bags? Oh, that was the other thing. Well, because I couldn't get the bags off the, the plane in LAX, I said, fuck it, just uh, leave them on the plane. And oh, shit. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't even drop the bags off at my house. So uh, then after that, I, when the plane did land, which all in all, I saved myself maybe 10 minutes, but, but it was just the, I didn't have to get back on that godforsaken plane. Then I had to drive back to Burbank airport and collect my bag. So it was a long day, needless to say. And I was just, I was ready to, I was ready to strangle someone. The worst part though was I was reading the newspaper. I don't know if you guys saw the story of the, uh, Lebanese, um, Bomber, the guy who bombed the locker, the Scotland plane in 1988, blew it up. 
Mm-hmm. It was like a terrorist act, killed you know 250 people. They just let him out of prison. He returned to Libya to oh, a yeah. hero's welcome. Everyone, yay, hey, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I can't find anyone to pick me up from LAX at the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, this goddamn Lebanese terrorist, he's getting a hero's welcome. I'm a nice guy, and fucking I'm getting jerked around. That's what's wrong with You should have murdered those people that were screwing you over at the airport. I should have, loved. You would have been a hero then. I should have. That's but, how uh, that's how the next terrorist attack will probably happen. <laughs> when when you're when you're yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not going to be a <laughs> Middle Eastern person customer. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be a domestic attack. It's not gonna it's not gonna come from overseas. Oh man, I was just it was draining. You know, it was a great trip. Ireland was a blast, man. Can't uh, couldn't enjoy it more. There was another great moment where. Um, so we were on this bus tour, and you had to leave your luggage out for the night. I was rooming with my brother. We're hanging out. I was uh, I was down at breakfast in the morning, sitting there enjoying my breakfast, and <laughs> in this really nice hotel in Galway, I see my brother walking by wearing nothing but a towel. Apparently my brother packed his bag and then gave it to the bus guy without thinking of saving clothes for the next day, then got in the shower, got out of the shower and realized, holy shit, I don't have any clothes for the next day. Then walked down to where the luggage was, got his clothes for the next day out, and <laughs> meanwhile, locking himself out so he had to change in the hallway. Oh. And my, poor, my mother goes, I do not see my youngest son walking through this hotel lobby in nothing but a towel. My mom was like mortified. Wow. <laughs> my mom is just, uh, she's so embarrassed easily. It's just... It's really, it's really hilarious. Meanwhile, my dad is like the complete opposite. He just loves, he loves to be embarrassed. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but he just no. It sounds like it. it you like know, like so I think I got when that they told him not to make that joke, and then he it's yeah, the first thing he does. Yeah, he just he just loves being embarrassing. He loves drawing attention, like when, you know, when uh, it's like uncomfortable to draw attention. I'll never forget the uh, the last big family we trip we took. We went to Aruba. And this is literally two months after Natalie Holloway disappeared. So, you know, it's it's a really small island, really nice island. Um, I've been know, to Aruba. Yeah, great place. And this this thing, obviously, it's like a f- totally freak thing. One in a million. You know, when was the last time they had a murder? I mean, that's why Parley was such a big story. And my dad immediately just starts asking everyone on the island, from, like, cleaning lady to bartender to whoever, just like, hey, so uh, you see Natalie Holloway? <laughs> What's uh? What's Nat? What's like Natalie he's Holloway? Gonna, he's gonna solve the mystery. That's what when he came down there, he goes, "Yeah, you know how these are Reuben police. I'm an engineer. All right, I grad. I have a master's degree in uh, microelectronics. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna poke my nose. They're just not asking the right questions. They're not asking the right people. Not asking the right people. Kept asking the tour guide, "Can we go to Carlos and Charlie's? That's where she was last seen. So we go to we go to Carlos and Charlie's. Uh, I don't know what kind of detective work my dad was doing, but he got shit faced drunk. <laughs> I, he enters me into like a beer chugging contest. We're getting hammered, and then my dad he just go he goes into this mode where he's just like he wants to be embarrassed. Uh, Madonna's holiday comes on, and my dad just starts banging the table, just banging the table. Just he's wearing a giant sombrero hat and just pounding the table. And my mom is just beat red. Like even I, I you know, I, I think I don't mind getting embarrassed, and I've. You know, have no humility or whatever. But when my dad does stuff like that, I'm just like, oh my god, just banging the hands, banging the hands. Finally, my mortified mother reaches over, grabs both his hands to hold him down. My dad, without missing a beat, 
shoots his neck, chucks the giant sombrero off to the side, and just immediately picks up the beat, banging his head into the table. So with Madonna's it. holiday? Holiday! And my dad's head is just banging against the table at Carlos and Charlie's. Needless <laughs> to say, the murder remained unsolved. <laughs> Oh, man. Speaking of the Eagles, me and my dad were talking about the Eagles. While we were over there in Ireland, speaking of the Eagles, it wasn't uh, – speaking of my dad, dad and I, that's like one of the things we can talk about is the Eagles. Um, the Michael Vick uh, Michael Vick signed with the Eagles. That was the one piece of news I got over in the United – or when I was over in Ireland. Oh, my God, Michael Vick's an Eagle. I don't know if you guys – did you hear any of the Michael Vick on 60 Minutes? I didn't hear that, but I, I was just talking with my roommates about how some Eagles fan must – some Eagles fans must feel, feel strangely about that signing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, look, at the end of the day, did he – what he did, was it wrong? Yes. Of course it was wrong. I just don't like – I just don't Should like he these – be blackballed from ever working again, though, you know, doing the only thing he's done his whole career? I don't All know. right. Yeah. It's just these people that are chastising him at this point. They Where were they when Pac-Man Jones got back in the league? But there's, a, there's a guy who was paralyzed – because, you know, Pac-Man Jones' friend shot off a gun. Ray Lewis was uh, an accessory to murder and got off on, like, a technicality. You know, he witnessed his buddy uh, murder someone. Dante Stallworth ran over a guy. You know, it's just like these, these animals. So, so wait, Sean. If he was on the New York Giants, you'd be on this Oh, yeah. You'd be on this show. So I'm at, <laughs> look at this puppy killer you got on your team. Oh, yeah. Don't, you'd, be, you'd be at the stadium throwing, throwing stuffed animals at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure he's going to get that, too. If, if any of these stadium people had any sense of humor when they announced Vic's name, how do you not play the Baja men who let the dogs out? <laughs> that has got to be. If, see, those people you, don't have a you, sense. You, you. But let's be honest. The guy, he went into jail for 18 months. He lost $40 million for 50 dogs. That's like $800,000 a dog. Logan, what's your life insurance policy? About that? <laughs> no. It's know. like, come on. The, the the people that are chastising him act like, oh, my God, he suffered no consequences. He suffered a shitload of consequences. I agree. That's a long time in jail, too. That's Yeah, I mean, when you, as a society, when you're putting him in jail for 18 months, you have to realize putting someone into jail, especially in these economic times when we're letting out 27,000 people out of California prison, you got to realize putting that guy in jail, you're taking up spots for other people. People that are injuring other people, raping other people. You got a question though. Like I know some people like some people say, "Oh, he shouldn't be able to play ball again." But like it kind of don't you think that it's kind of weird that anybody would want to sign him after that? Like why do the Eagles want to have somebody that's so universally hated on their team? Well, you know what, Wax? You know why? Because he's good at football. You know, and the the reality is, it, it's such a business, and even. I, I was on an Eagles website today. There was a graffiti in Philadelphia where it was M- Michael Vick wearing a jersey, uh, choking out a dog wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. Because at the end of the day, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? It, I mean, it was a you know street graffiti, some some mur- quote unquote mural that he put out that a guy put out. That, you know, the reality is, yeah, they're animals, they're innocent. You shouldn't torture them. Michael Vick is a piece of shit human being. You're not gonna. I, I'm not gonna. You know, yes, that's that. It's not called the Nice Football League. It's the National Football League. Okay, if it was if it was going to be a league full of nice guys, I would be playing middle linebacker. There's a reason I didn't play high school football because I fucking sucked. There are plenty of great people, but they're not professional athletes. The the reason they're in the NFL isn't because they're moral leaders or have great character. 
It's because they're great at throwing a fucking football. And if you're not a good enough parent to explain the difference to your kids, that's your problem. It's entertainment. They're great at throwing footballs. And as long as they're not, you know, he broke the law, he went to jail, he suffered the consequences, what else do you want from him? But what about from like a, from a business standpoint, from like the owners of the Eagles? Right. You know, he's he negative- he he great. He's a great football player, and I understand what you said, but like... From from their perspective, it couldn't 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 it be viewed as a bad business move? Like even in Philadelphia, there's going to be animal lovers that are going to be like, I'm not paying right. for this guy to get paid. Right. You know. But I think, like the NFL, I think I agree. I think he no, 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 this, no. I think he did the crime, he did the time, and let him do his thing. Right. right? I know what you mean. Like, are, are you going to lose money because people aren't going to want you right. know sponsors or lose or fans? You know. First off, all the sponsors said no one's doing anything. Because they realized the National Football League, Philadelphia Eagles, whatever, they realized they have these fans buy the balls. In any business decision, you calculate the leverage. The the Eagles, they could, they, you know, they could uh, address the the KKK if they could if they could play great football, they'd be on the field. <laughs> they realize that every Philadelphia Eagle fan is as much pie in the sky morality. They want to talk. At the end of the day, you root for the number. You root for the concept. You're rooting for your city. You're and not they root- also, Philly has the reputation of being like the most hardcore, crazy, like don't give a fuck, fight everybody fans. Yeah, like, they booed no offense, Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Santa Claus brings presents and joy to people's hearts, and they booed him. They will probably bring, they're going to boo they'll everyone. Probably bring puppies to the game and kill them. <laughs> yeah, before they the boo game. everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, there was a mural of of Michael Vick choking out a Dallas Cowboys. That's, so That's funny, how heated man. the rivalry That's is. So funny. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right, well, we're going to talk about Legal Zoom real quick. When we get back, we're going to get into the upcoming Wax Tour. We're going to get a live performance for Wax from Wax. So uh, stay tuned to that. <laughs> I, keep, I keep playing this uh, football music, just getting ready for... Getting ready for the football season. Well, Michael Vick, he's in a boatload, or was in a boatload of legal trouble. And, you know, he couldn't go to LegalZoom.com. He couldn't, Logan. Not in jail. No, well, well yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's... But I'm saying, when he was facing those charges, you don't go to LegalZoom for complex legal needs. You of need a lawyer. Not. That's not legal. They're not there for legal consultation. Right. What they're there is... They're the self-help legal law firm, you know? Exactly. If uh, Brett Favre needs to work out his will, then he goes to LegalZoom.com. He loads on. He's getting old. <laughs> he wants He wants to make sure his... His legacy is intact. I don't know what he's doing right now by ruining it, but he, you know, he he probably has some money still left over. I'm sure. Actually, I don't know if you know this, Logan, but uh, August is Make a Will Month at LegalZoom, which sounds kind of depressing. But wow, yeah. You know what's it more is. depressing? <laughs> Having some someone take your money who didn't earn it. You earned that money, Logan. You sweated for it. You were in the you were in the studio. Writing tracks, writing rhymes. Well, not you. That's that's, that's probably more suited for wax. But you're out there burning calories, making your money. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Go to LegalZoom.com. And while you're there, hey, let your buddy Sean Green save you some green by using green in the referral code. You owe it to your family to protect them. You owe it to your business to protect them. You're going to save up to 85% what you would save. Or 85% on a normal lawyer fee. So LegalZoom.com. Referral code green. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you let them know that Sean Green sent you over. All right, that's it for LegalZoom. We've talked enough about LegalZoom. Time to talk about our good buddy provides the music for the program, Wax. How's it going, Wax? How you good. doing, man? Good, very good, Sean. How are you? Doing awesome, man. 
Thanks for coming on the program. Thanks for always uh, letting us use your music here. It's a great part of the show. Hey, Let- man, I love coming on your show, man. I love coming on your show. It's a good time, man. Um, so let's get into it right now. Uh, a lot going on in the career of uh, the Big Wax here, ready to break through. You announced a, your recent tour. Where are you going to be going? Um, in October, me and my brother, Herbal T, are going to be going across the country. Uh, we're going to Phoenix, Albuquerque, Denver, Omaha, Chicago, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Detroit, Toronto, Boston, New York, and Annapolis, Maryland. So wait, how many cities? How many city tours is that? I should have. When I said that, I should I should have even had my fingers up. When no, I said that's that. all right. But it's somewhere around like eleven, twelve, something like that. Yeah, we're, we're looking for. Off. We're trying to fill in a couple more dates. We're trying to go to Minneapolis and Albany, but we're having trouble booking. All right, shows so there. so Minneapolis, Albany. If you're in the uh, Twin City area, if you're in upstate New York, hit up uh, hit up Wax. Go over to wax dot com dot com. Yeah. W a x d o t c o m dot com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure if you have a venue out there, if you're listening to the program or if you know someone, I'm sure, yeah, shoot your line. You can work something out. It's tough to, it's tough to book those shows sometimes. I don't know. I mean, I find that surprising because especially right now, I mean, even you just look online at these rap blogs or whatever, I mean, you're following strong. you got hundreds of thousands of YouTube hits. I've been to your shows. You know, you pack the house, but you still feel – it's still like you haven't hit that next quite level of, yeah. of national recognition. Yeah, and some people don't like you know if you haven't like say for example in Minneapolis or something like you try to book shows there they're like who are you? And you're like well, it's hard to look on the I'm like look on the internet. Well they're like well I don't give a fuck about the internet. You haven't played in Minneapolis before. Nobody's gonna come to your show. It's, blah, yeah, blah, blah. it's hard you to, to pr- get you have to get the one to prove it. You have to get one show just like by somebody being nice and then when they see the people come they're like oh we'll book you again yeah definitely it's hard to prove that you're draw and especially now in the record business it seems like the whole the whole process is turned over it used to be like hey you know rap really hard get the deal then get the backing from the record label and then push your stuff out and and have them you know do all this promotion for you and and get you into these things and now it's it's i think it's going to be a better thing for the artist you're in more control you're creating it you know you're in charge you have not only you're not only doing the production you're also in charge of the distribution the profits are going to be much higher for you and you know a guy like yourself who can really do it in the live shows i think that even adds a as another level like these guys who can only kind of do it in the studio as rappers you know your your commodity value is much higher because live venues are where music's going to be sold it seems yeah, you're right. Definitely, the lot the live show is where you're going to make your money. You're not going to make as much selling records. You know, you make some, but that's just. And if you've never seen a wax show, you got to go. I mean, he's a great performer. I've you know I couldn't kiss his ass more, but very <laughs> good performer, very f- enjoyable concert. But the the hot chicks that show up at these shows, god damn it, I don't know how he does it. You know, before I met Wax, if my son came up to me and was like, Dad, I want to be a rapper, I'd be like, oh, my God, you're wasting your time. <laughs> after, after meeting Wax, seeing the kind of chicks he draws to these shows, I'd be like, son, whatever you need, Pro Tools, Sound Lab, whatever, we're getting you hooked up. You're being a rapper. You don't, chick, you don't get chicks coming to the, sh- <laughs> no. the shows you host, Sean? I, our, our crowds, I mean, even if I get a crowd, whatever, it's the complete opposite. I get... You know, twenty-five-year-old uh, guys who like pot and uh, you know hanging out. You get like these eighteen-year-old uh, chicks who are and just like, yeah, wow, oh my god, he's a sex icon and he's a musical genius. I mean, you know, I agree with uh, 
well, I agree with the musical genius and you know, you're I think just You don't agree with sex icon? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't, I don't know if you're quite I'm icon. A sex icon. Uh, all right. I don't know if you're quite icon you, status. Sex icon. I like that. I'm going to But it's just fucking, funny uh, shoot for that. It's just funny like I I went to the one show and I was like, "Wow, who's that chick? Who's that chick? Who's that chick?" They're like, "Oh yeah, that's a fan." "Oh yeah, that's a fan." And then sometimes they'd be like, "Oh, that's a groupie." Like he's even got Oh, uh, that doing you went, it, man. I think I think you must have went to the best show like that cuz I swear to god it is not normally like that, man. <laughs> well, don't don't sell week, yourself last short. Last week at the last week at the Wax and Ajax show, peace to my boy Ajax. Wax and it Ajax wasn't like show that. and Embar. It, w- it was packed, but it wasn't like all well, it wasn't that many either way, there. I'm saying great place to meet a chick uh, at a uh, wax concert. So uh, they'll have good taste in music, probably. Exactly, probably. man. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, that's a great. Pl- I mean, music is such a thing that breaks the ice. It's like, hey, you know, I was there. I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> I don't know how many times I was like, yeah, I know wax. Uh, yeah, you know, just kept trying to throw that out like I was I was some sort of roadie <laughs> or something, but uh, didn't really didn't necessarily work out for me, but. Did work out for me in the sense that you're here, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. You want to do the song, man? Sure, sure. All right. Uh, anything you need me to cue up, or anything you want to say about it? Yeah, yeah. This song is. Uh, this song is gonna be. This song is a Wax and EOM song. EOM is my my bandmate in the group Wax and EOM. He makes beats, and I do all the vocals. And uh, this song is gonna be on our upcoming album, which is called Relax, which will probably not be out for a while because I've been slacking on writing the songs. But this song is called Money. And that's about it. Money. And this song is going out to all the people that uh, that have suffered through the economic times that we're in. Myself has been one of those people. And uh, this is just kind of about needing money, which I know a lot of people do right now. Yeah, 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 uh, uh. Excuse me. Yo. So much stress on my mind, it's hard to stay sober To decrease the load of the weight on my shoulder I hit the liquor store for another can cobra Use my debit card, I hope it ain't over the limit Cause you know what that be Another 25 for the overdraft fee Where does that go exactly? I don't know exactly But it isn't to the lower class people Looking for a check in stressed out conditions Regretting horrible decisions like me Who just got a DUI And I can't afford it The fees are too high And it's no one to blame but I but I can't provide water when my wells run dry And I got ripped off last year buying money trees Look at them every day, it's still just leaves A couple G's and spare change to some Who are those people, what are their name and numb? Burrs, I'm so stressed I'm cutting up words I laugh at the situation cause it's fucking absurd Check my swag as I rip it I'd pull out my hair but I can't quite grip it And I can't afford a damn flight ticket for a plane ride If I could I'd go to Maine and hide I really need some Somebody send me some more money, more problems, man, that isn't clear Money make most of my problems disappear Damn, I need I'm in a jam, I need Hey yo, my life's costing an arm and a leg I ain't too proud to beg, gimme Desperate how I'm living today The fucked up things, I only want money just to give it away My paycheck goes straight to pay debt And when it's all gone, I realize I ain't ate yet and it's starting to get to the point where I'll sacrifice art for a check for real I give a fuck how any fan feel Record labels holler at me, I'll sign any damn deal I won't even read it first But I might try to eat it first 
as long as it has an advance You think I can't make up some dumbass dance? The stanky leg, yeah, I guess it had charm But wait till they get a load of the well-centered arm I change up my image in a minute, man Shoot myself in the leg, say that I was in a gang I start rhyming soft and whack Anything to give a rising off my back Would you like some fries and sauce with that? I'm exhausted, my mind is lost and flat out I need some Somebody send me some Mo money, mo problems, man, that isn't clear Money make most of my problems disappear Damn, I need I'm in a jam, I need hey, Yo, my life's costing an arm and a leg I ain't too proud to beg, give me Sean, say make money, money, make money, money, money Make money, money, make yeah. money, money, money Say get money, money, get money, money, money Get money, money, get money, money, money When I say green, you say room Green, room, green, room You fucked up, God, it was so simple. Oh, oh wow, man. dude. You destroyed it, man. Thank you very Thanks, much. Man. Wax, killing it, man. Great I'd job. Clap, but and uh, we're not the only ones who think so. I recently saw on Twitter the great uh, Talib Kweli gave a shout-out to Wax. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you're blown up uh, in all sorts of ways, but I know, you know, doing any sort of art, having someone establish or someone that – you know, you you kind of um, I'm I'm guessing that you looked up to him at some point. Yeah, he was actually he was actually a very very big influence on me, definitely. Cool. Oh, okay, Logan, set. Um. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, where were we? It's one sign on the wall, Logan. <laughs> one sign. Oh, you guys. This are, motherfucker's over here with a camera and a cheeseburger. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, the guy came in. And, Threw off the style there, but yeah, Talib Kweli, um, you know, gave a shout out to Wax. Uh, yeah, man, great job, <clears throat> really blowing up there. Um, Thanks, man. I'm trying. I'm trying as best as I can, and it does feel good to have it, people. We like were talking earlier. You said uh, you had gotten a DUI, yes, and uh, you were thinking about taking a job at CVS. But then I talked to you later, and what what ended up happening? Yes. Uh, I actually was in some, uh, you know, I don't, I haven't been making too much money recently because I got the DUI and I was working as a delivery guy. So once you lose your license, obviously you can't deliver uh, at a deli grocery store anymore. So I was applying for pretty much any job I could get and I got a job at CVS. Uh, I was going to work in the photo lab. And uh, I was, I already told you this earlier, but I'm just going to read, read yeah, yeah, for sure. anybody out there. Some people have taken, t some people that have applied for a job have taken a personality test. Basically, the personality test, there's four answers. Strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree. And they ask you questions such as, when you feel angry, does it make you feel sad? When others are angry, do you want to be around them? Do you think you're a leader? <laughs> yeah, it are seems you a like really, you feel like other, you really just obvious, uh, easy yeah. questions. So I, 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 apply, I applied for the job. I got the job interview. They hired me. And then he was like, all right, we just got to make sure your background check was cool. And then a week later, I called them. I was like, what's going on, man? I'm trying to start working, trying to start making some money. Yeah. And he was like, well, we got your packet back from corporate. <laughs> and uh, the background check was fine. But next to the personality check, next to the personality test, there's a yellow dot. I'm, I need a green dot to hire you. Oh, man. So basically, wow. I, I failed that You're not CVS test. material. My personality is not, I guess, good enough to work at CVS. Well, if anything, isn't that the ultimate compliment? I guess like, so. You don't there have some a... fucking fucked up personality having people <laughs> that were working there at that time. Yeah, I mean, that's the last thing. You know, you want to be a, like, oh, my God, I, I'm the ideal CVS employee. I don't <laughs> think anyone has, has had that happen been like, oh, my God, what a... What a total compliment. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> well, 
Well, let's see. Uh, wrapping up the program, I want everyone to uh, make sure you check out the Comedy Garage. Come on out. We're going to be uh, filming there, so uh, if you're in the Burbank area, make sure you come by. You can uh, get more information on that. Sean T. Green. Uh, Wax, you can check you out at... Uh, you can check it out at uh, wax.com. Dot com w a x d o t c o m dot com you gotta have a pause when you say it you gotta say wax dot com then pause and then say dot com again yeah but let me say that like, let me say that, that I think people really should if there are people around this area they should really come out to the comedy garage I've been there several times and that's one of my favorite parties that I've ever been to it's so much fun everybody's Thanks, everybody's man. dressed up the comedy's hilarious it's like it's like seeing comedy at somebody's house but it's it's professional but it's you know what I'm saying? It's professional, but it's... It's bohemian. It's good, but it's still, like, relaxing. Exactly, exactly. Indie. It's professional, but it's not fucking... You know, you don't have to have... There's no two-drink minimum. It's, minimum and it's you, not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, there is, but you don't have to... You can bring it's your a, drinks. I, I always... Ever since I, ever since I met you guys, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Well, thanks, man. And you just... Uh, we just got a guy on Skype saying uh, your song was dope, man. So, you know, you're blowing Tell it up. Tell him to eat my to dick. Blow up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll make sure to pass that along. I was thinking uh, on our way out, if uh, you want to give it a try, I sampled this uh, classic rock song, did a little loop. You want to you wanna give a whack at it? Okay. I mean, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not EOM, your your beat producer. I just I've heard this hook in a classic rock song a million times, and I was thinking it's something that you might be able to rap over. I figure end the show, just uh, give it a shot. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. I can't guarantee any positive results, yeah, but I'll just I'll, uh, I'll you know. Cocaine, cocaine. All right, all right, all right, all right, yo. If you want. Big wax spitting over that beat from cocaine. No hair, motherfucking need Rogaine. No pain, no gain. Propane, that's how I heat it up. You know, I'm weeded up, nah. I just been drinking tea cates. And I ain't gonna give you no mail in rebates. Yeah, we never fake. And you know, I levitate. Getting so much higher. So hot, you perspire. As if there was a fire or a dryer nearby ya. You know what I'm saying? Me, Big Wax, I don't ever be playing. Shout out to a man, fucking EOM. I don't know if he's listening, but if he is, what's up, friend? You ain't my enemy. Yeah, coming through like a centipede. Mad legs, drinking mad kegs. Halloween, I used to throw mad eggs at the cop cars. Not a rock star, but I'm gonna pause for a minute, and that's all. All right, that's it for the program, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We always appreciate it. Thursdays, 8 o'clock, The Green Room. Thank you for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com. And make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount. Yeah.